Welcome to the Strongstown United Methodist Church. Join us for worship each Sunday morning at 11. Here's this week's message. My scripture reading today comes from Isaiah 61, 10 through 62, 3. Then I will also read Luke 2, 22 through 40. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God. For he has clothed me with garments of salvation, and arrayed me in a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the soil makes the sprout come up, and a garden causes before all nations. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet till her righteousness shines out like the dawn, her salvation like a blazing torch. The nations will see your righteousness and all kings your glory. You will be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will bestow. You will be a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand, a royal diadem in the hand of your God. Luke 2. When the time of their purification according to the law of Moses had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went, in, he went into the temple courts when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light of revelations to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to redemption to the redemption of Jerusalem. Then Joseph and Mary 
When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. I want to start out by talking a little bit of this, what Isaiah has written. And it's interesting because he starts this by, part by saying, I delight greatly in the Lord. And I believe that Isaiah is not only talking about himself uh, being the one that's delightful, but I believe he's talking about all the people of Israel, all of uh, one of my Bibles said of Zion. Zion was another name that they used for Israel. And he is talking about all the people that believed in God, that they were rejoicing because they knew that God had promised a Savior. And he says that his soul even rejoiced and that he was clothed in the garments of salvation. And we know that it's only because of Jesus that we can find salvation. And he also uses the word righteousness. And this is two words that I probably don't use as often as I should. But I want you to think about the word righteousness is when we are willing to make ourselves right. In other words, when we are willing to change our lives to live in a right manner. And the only way to know to do that is by following the Bible. The book of God is our instruction book, our manual. And if we follow it, then we can be more righteous or make ourselves right and then by being talking about salvation if we are willing to ask God to forgive us of our sins we can be saved and that's what salvation is about it's about being saved of our sins saved from going to a life of hell and to be able to spend eternity with Jesus Christ so Isaiah here is talking about how he uses the metaphor about a wedding that the groom will be dressed up in his best head headpiece like a priest and the bride will be in her jewels and later it even talks about the royal diadem which is a headband it would have been a, or a crown so we will receive our crown when we find Jesus Christ when we accept him as our Lord and Savior in 62, it talks about, for Zion's sake, I will not keep quiet. I will not be silent or still. And it's something that I think what he's trying to tell us is when we find Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, and he, he knew that Jesus was coming because he was, Isaiah is one of the best people at prophesying the coming of Jesus Christ. I mean, there were many, but I, I enjoy this part the best. And, and I think here he's trying to say when that happens, we should be willing to tell everyone. We, we need to speak out about it. And it's something that we don't do often enough. We tend to keep it to ourselves. And yet I believe that what he's trying to tell us is we need to tell as many people as we can. We need to help people to find that righteousness, to find the salvation that is there, that's, that is free to us for one another. 
Salvation is free. We cannot buy it. We cannot earn it. We can only ask for it and accept it because God will give it to us. He even says that we will be called by a new name. And if you read on down later, it says that our name will be changed to the holy people. We will be called holy. When we accept God, when we accept the Lord Jesus Christ, we will receive our crown. And after that, we will know that we can have an eternal life with Jesus Christ. Eternity in heaven, where I think we would all prefer to go if we just think about it. Now let me talk about this story of Mary and Joseph is taking Jesus to the temple. Now the verse right before that, I didn't read it. It said on the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he had ever been conceived. I want to read something out of this other Bible I have that says, Jewish families went through several ceremonies soon after a baby's birth. We don't usually think about all the ceremonies that they had. But it said every boy was circumcised and named on the eighth day after birth. Circumcision was a symbol that the Jewish were separated from the Gentiles and that they had a unique relationship with God. Then a firstborn son was presented to God one month after birth. The ceremony included buying back or redeeming the child from God through an offering. This way, the parents acknowledged that the child belonged to God, who alone has the power to give life. And we talked about the purification of the mother. It says when she was purified, for 40 days after the birth of a son and 80 days after the birth of a daughter, the mother was considered ceremonially unclean and could not enter the temple. At the end of her time of separation, the parents were to bring a lamb for a burnt offering and a dove or pigeon for a sin offering. The priest would sacrifice these animals and declare her to be clean. If a lamb was too expensive, the parents could bring a second dove or pigeon. And this is what Mary and Joseph did. And it says that Jesus was God's son, but his family carried out their ceremonies according to God's law. Jesus was not born above the law. Instead, he fulfilled it perfectly. So can you imagine if we had to go through all these special ceremonies every time we have a baby? I, I don't think that we really have any particular, shall we say, ceremonies that we do. But maybe sometimes we need to think about the ceremonies that the Jews went through. The ceremonies that kept them closer to God. Helped them to remember that God Almighty was the Father. And God should be the Redeemer for each one of us. And He's the person that makes the difference in our lives. So Joseph and Mary, Joseph being the legal father in this case, even though we know Jesus was God's son, Joseph took the part of the legal parent, the father. So Joseph and Mary travel to Jerusalem after 40 days, after her purification, and they go to the temple. 
And there they take their sacrifices. And the priest would burn the sacrifices and claim her to be clean. And it says about there was a man, Simeon. Simeon was there at the temple. Simeon, it says he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And I had to look that up. It says the consolation would be the comfort the Messiah would bring to his people at his coming. So he was looking forward to this. And it said that he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now I know a lot of times we think the Holy Spirit hadn't come until, until actually the time of Pentecost. And this was before Pentecost. So we know that the Holy Spirit always was. It's like something that I read last week from 1 John where it said that the Word was with God and the Word was God. And Jesus was the Word. So even from the very, very beginning was God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And Simeon, being a devout person that he was, spent his time at the temple. And he spent his time there because he knew that the Holy Spirit had told him that he would live to see the Savior. Now it's interesting because when they brought Jesus in, he immediately says that he was arose and went to see them, went to the temple courts at that precise time. And then it says he took the child, Jesus, in his arms. And when he held the child, it says his prayer or his hymn, whichever you want to call it, says, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation. He knew the minute that he hold, held that child, the minute he put that child in his arms, he knew that this was the Christ child. And he was willing to say, I am ready to go to my death because I have seen the child. I have seen the redemption. But what's interesting, he adds this part to it. He says, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people, Israel. He knew that Jesus didn't come just for the Jews. He knew that he also came for the Gentiles, which means that every one of us, every one of us has that right to be a part of the family of God. Sometimes I think we forget about that this is a right that is given to us if we freely accept it. Sometimes that's our problem. We don't want to accept it. He goes on to say that the, the mother and the father marveled. They marveled at what Simeon had said. They marveled at the blessing that Simeon gave to them and to the child. And he said, this is a sign. This is a sign that many will fall and many will rise. And we know today, as the saying goes, we're after the cross. We know that because of Jesus, many people have fallen, but many people have risen. And we know that he also said that his sword will pierce your own soul. He was talking to Mary because we know that Mary, I can imagine when she saw Jesus go to the cross as a mother, you can imagine the pain, the anguish that she had to go through to, 
to witness, witness what was being done to her son. I think any one of us could say that if something happened to our children, we would have that anguish, that piercing of a soul, a piercing of a, a sword into our hearts and our soul. It goes on to say that there was a prophetess there, Anna. And Anna apparently had married young and had only been married for seven years when her husband had died. And she became a widow. And it says that she spent her days at the temple worshiping and praying, fasting. And it says that she came up at that very moment when Simeon was holding the baby. And she also spoke about the child. And, it, and you can imagine the feeling that Joseph and Mary would have had when these two people, two wonderful followers of God, was willing to testify that they knew this was the Christ child. They knew this was the Messiah. Now we know that Mary uh, kind of got that feeling when she visited her uh, relative Elizabeth, when Elizabeth confirmed that it was a Christ child. And here's another time when Jesus is only a baby, about 40 days old, when these two people recognize that He is the Messiah. I think that's something to think about, that someone, someone other than the stories that have been told to Mary and to Joseph, to witness to the fact that this was Emmanuel, Christ with us. And it says after that, they went home and went back to their place in Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong and was filled with wisdom and grace. Can you imagine the life that they had to live when Jesus being a baby, and only a few people seemed to know that he was the Christ child, even if they told as many people as I'm sure that Simeon and, and Anna was probably telling people, but yet the word wasn't really out there. People didn't really recognize Jesus as Emmanuel. But later, later in life, we find that people will really learn to know the difference, learn to know who He really is, and then it will make a difference in their lives. It will make a difference in each and every one of our lives if we are willing, if we are willing to accept Christ. We just celebrated Christmas a few days ago. We celebrated the birth of Jesus. And I pray that that celebration doesn't end. Doesn't end there, but it helps us to remember that as the Christ, He is with us always. And that He said that He would return. And in His return, we should be ready, watching, and waiting. And I pray that we all are. Remember, He was the greatest gift that we could ever receive. I want to close with a few verses here from Galatians 4, chapter, um, chapter 4, verse 7, 4 through 7, excuse me. But when the time had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law, that we might receive the full rights of sons, because you are sons. God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. 
So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. Think about those words. God has made us an heir to Jesus Christ. We are brothers and sisters of Christ. We will receive the kingdom if we accept it. That is the most important thing we have to learn to do is to accept, to allow the Spirit into our lives and into our hearts. And we have to say, Jesus, I am a sinner, but I accept you. I receive you. I want to be your son, your daughter, because we have so much, so much to look forward to if we just accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Yeah, we celebrated a baby, a baby, but we know that that baby what grew up and made such a difference to the world. That's a name that's probably more known than any other name around us. Um, if we think about the Bible, it's been one of the most published books that was ever written. So if we think about Jesus, the difference that he made when he was born as a baby, that difference has made a difference to millions and millions of people. And yet there are still some that do not know. And there are some that do not believe. And I pray that each one of us, each one of us can find Jesus as our Lord and our Savior. And may we have a great life. Let us pray. Jesus, we do thank you. We thank you that you were willing to come as a baby. We're thankful that you have made such a wonderful difference in our lives. I'm thankful for all that know you. I'm thankful for all that have accepted you and received you. But I pray that each one of us might tell that story over and over again. I pray that we might not stay silent, that we might not be still, but that we might tell as many people as we can so that all of our family, all of our friends, those that we know and those that we don't know, might find you as a Lord and a Savior. We thank you. Thank you for all your blessings. For you are the Christ child. You are Emmanuel. God with us. We are thankful for that. We praise you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Something I do want to close with this thought. My one Bible says that elders were respected in their day. In Jesus' time, in the time of, of the Old Testament, the time of all the that was going on and when Jesus was born, the elders were respected. And so because of that, that's why people believed that what Simeon had to say and what Hannah had to say. And I pray that today people would respect elders. And I pray that the elders would pass on their story. For we need those stories. We need to hear about Jesus Christ over and over again. Don't forget to tell the old, old story. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May you each have a blessed day. And may God watch over you, keep you well, and keep you safe. Thank you for joining us.